Abyss, a.k.a. podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Brother Jeff. Oh, wait, no, that's last week. That was last week. Okay. I'm Jeff. You're and Jeff. I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists, except maybe the last show, <laughs> that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, Google, Google duck, duck that, that shit. shit. This is episode 38. 38. Back to normal. Yes. Yeah, there's no verse for 38. No. no the Bible. You, you got a Gideon's Bible over there. We so do have a Gideon. Uh, an, uh, if that's like leftover from last week. Uh, yeah, we, ha- we now maybe have. The, maybe the last host left it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Jesus brought it. Jesus. That's a good point. Yeah, we've always had uh, my Bible app to fall back on, but now we actually have. Yeah, a hard copy. A hardcover version of the Gideon's Bible. Here in the abyss with us, just in case we need to reference. I'm feeling the spirit. This, oh, is, yeah. this is the one you stole from him. Easy. Him. Easy. I, I admit no, nothing. Feisty. Uh, no, but it's not stealing. That's the they, reason they, they put it there. They encourage that. Right, they, exactly. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did not know that they... They like they actually want you to take it. Yeah, because a Bible gone means another potential convert. Figure you're reading it. I remember when the Gideons came to, into my either... Catholic middle school or Catholic high school, and, and out talked about how talked about what they did and you know why they did it. And I remember being not interested, but enough to listen for a while. Intrigued, so you're doing a little bit, yeah, a little intrigued, intrigued. intrigued yes, yeah. like <laughs> probably these guys really like they really want to get Bibles out there. Yeah, not really thinking that's like marketing. 101. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Because people... Getting out the good word. But it's awfully non-Catholic to be in a Catholic school. Yes. The Gideons are not Catholic, not. are they? No. Like, I don't even know what uh, what they are other the, than Bible. The story of the, of, of the origins you know you of yeah, the Gideons is... It starts off very much like the premise of a gay porn. It's it's too plot twist. Didn't see that coming. No, no. It it's two salesmen that had to share a hotel room. Uh, two traveling salesmen. I don't know when this was. Forties, fifties, sixties, whenever it was. Is this a true story? No, this is, is this the way. A, I, this oh hey, well, what I've heard. Come to this podcast for truth. You've come to the wrong place. <laughs> Better Google. But this is the, yeah. Google, go out and Google Doug it. I come here for the word. Not yeah. This <laughs> is um, this is the story as it was told to me. Is that it was two traveling salesmen. I don't know somewhere in the Midwest probably that 
checked into a hotel and ended up having to share a room and found out that they were both Christians. So they are repenting after what went down in that room. That's exactly, that's exactly what exactly I thought. What yeah, that's exactly what so I we thought. We need a Bible in here. You right. Know, a little funk music started playing in the background, and next thing you know, you know. It gets lonely on yeah, the road. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you read the first few pages, it's kind of listing off the things. Are you lonely? Are you, are you, are you lonely? Are you depressed? Are you drinking yeah. in your room? Mm-hmm. But and that's and Is there and somebody on the bed you don't really know. They found out that they were both Christians and so really this is the yeah. this is the, one of the like a classic origin story that completely covers up what happened. Yeah, like even Absolutely. even the Wikipedia said they met in a hotel room they shared in in Wisconsin. <laughs> ah, and I they, was right, and they discussed <laughs> the, the Midwest because this is what you do. You know, two traveling salesmen. Yeah. I would have know, guessed Iowa, back but in, Wisconsin worse. Back in 1898. So, well, oh, it was a long, long time, ago. time ago. Okay, long time ago. Because when you're when you're in a hotel room on the road um, in the 1890s, in the, in the 1890s, you discuss the formation of an association. That's <laughs> 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 like that's one way to put it. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> And then they met again. They met again in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, where they decided the goal of their association would be to unite traveling salesmen for evangelism. I'm sure it was just complete happenstance that they just met again. It was a God thing in Michigan. By the way, you know where they met the next time? Why? You can't can't make this shit up. With the air quotes distribution of Bibles. Yeah. Hey, are we gonna are we gonna distribute some Bibles tonight? Yeah. Well, I hope so. Oh yeah. That's what they tell the wives. Oh. I'm gonna be home late tonight, honey. We're gonna and, be out with Bob distributing some Bibles. <laughs> uh, Bob, my Bible friend. Um, I hot off the press. You know, that's why it, it had to have been eighth grade or something because I don't think Catholic Central would allow the Gideons in. To talk about Bibles. That doesn't sound like a Catholic high school thing. No. No, they had their own Bible distribution, didn't they? <laughs> and and that one had the Apocrypha. This doesn't have the Apocrypha. They're not that, yeah, this, the, it's not this the, not this the is not the Catholic Bible. Bible. What, do you, what do you mean there's more than one type of Bible? It's <laughs> the. <laughs> what kind of Bible you got there? Like, what's like, it's Holy. The, it says right, right there the, on the, on the, the cover. Bible. Yeah. How many different? Not a Bible. Yeah, the. No, there's, <laughs> so, a, there's a Catholic version of the Bible. And it's different from the... Okay, it's got, I'm, what, about six, to, I'm, gonna, I'm about to get taught. What's the difference? Six extra books. Hmm, better value. You yeah, get more you you do. more bang for in, your buck. In, 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 uh, <laughs> in which half? The the crazy half or the the oh, they come to their senses I think half? it's more, I think it's in the middle. It's kind of yeah, like it's, the inter- It's like the end of the Old Testament. So, so the right. Catholic version, is, is that like a second version where you get extra chapters, like you get bonus content? No, I think no. it was the original version, and the Protestants came along later and said, let's, let's take that shit out, and right. let's take this out, and mm-hmm. let's remove this. Feeling yeah. a little inferior, those yeah. Protestants, right? Yeah. Well, that's not, they didn't want the story to go there, I guess. They wanted to make their own story. They wanted, they wanted so. a different, no pun intended, story arc. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and that didn't help. So Okay. Actually learn something. Hopefully the listeners yeah, will yeah. learn something <laughs> eventually <laughs> as well. Well, that was fascinating, Tom. Yeah, well, thank you. And I'll go first so you can get rid of the mocking now. I'm drinking uh, mint matcha green tea. And 
You got another ten days. I did. I did fall off the wagon outside of oh, the outside of my free days. You took an extra free day. I I unauthorized. I day. texted you guys the evidence. Well, I and you guys were probably also day. liquored up yourself. Well, I was like, hey, he's having a beer too. Well, I thought a beer my ass. I I that was seven beers in that picture. <laughs> no, that was Friday. <laughs> Next day was my day. Oh, I didn't know you had the, like you a know set what? day. The, 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 the spirit moved me. <laughs> the this spirit. was last Saturday. Last Friday. Did you drink on Saturday as well too? I did. That oh. was that. See, that's the Friday is falling off the wagon. But okay. was it okay? So Saturday was do... the plan day because correct because of the basketball game. That's I'm true. Assuming. I needed to drink. Absolutely needed to. You need to drink after the game. It was disappointing sports weekend. Yes, put it that way. But Friday is feeling celebratory. It was a really good looking beer list, and mm. I succumbed to one. Mm. Did you repent after that? Did you? Do some... Where were Where were you at that you saw this really good beer list? I was in a remarkably uncrowded downtown Alpharetta because it was spring break, so a lot. And of everybody was out of town. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and didn't have to wait to go to places. There's a brewery. I even wait. Did, which you went to a brewery Curry. on on a lit day. And did you expect to not fall off the wagon well, while you were at the was, brewery? it was. That's not where I fell off the wagon. I went in there because my wife is not on that wagon. Right. Yes, like, yeah. if you want to go to Cur- you want to go to Curry. She's like, and, fuck your wagon. Have a beer. <laughs> she she declined, but she ordered a really good beer at, at dinner. And was like, you know what? Got to repent for something. So <laughs> otherwise, he died for. For no reason exactly. whatsoever. <laughs> the flying spaghetti monster? Yeah. Because this is the yeah. atheist land, so. Yeah. This is, yeah, yeah this, repentance this, this is heathen 40. Right. And so. I'm, I'm probably on about day 30. Otherwise, he, then otherwise 40. he boiled for no reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So right. how was Curry? You didn't go in there then? Went in. I mean, went oh, in. So how she is it? She didn't want to get anything. So. Is it nice? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I do want to check that place out. Well, if you actually go to other breweries instead of the one that you go to all the time now. So for somebody who likes the variety of beer, he is ve- he's getting he's narrower and narrower yeah. on, the, on breweries. Monday night, Monday he's night. Almost. No, no, no. no, no? no. This, this is uh, Atlanta Brewing, ABC. Oh. Because I have a board that has 20 different beers. So I was like... Why so why here? why go to four breweries that have five each when you can go to right. one that has twenty? Do that's, the man. Do the man. No, and we might stop that's, by some. That's just efficiency. On the way. That's yeah, that's man. all that is. That's just efficiency. Yeah, well, he is all about efficiency. And what, so, what yeah. do you have tonight, oh. and where's it from? So, speaking of breweries, this is one is from uh, Monday night. Mm. It's called Situational Ethics. It's a chocolate coffee imperial stout aged in. 10-year tawny port barrel. So it has kind of a Ooh. little wine yeah. backdrop yeah. to it. I'm sure that's a good one. It's, you know, it's a 13.8. So and I can a, tell from the look of the bottle it's the same place where Tears of My Enemies come from. Because I have that sir. bottle still. Because it's such a neat-looking bottle. It is. And this one I kind of ruined. The, yeah, you did. I don't so want you, that one. It's got to ruin the label. Okay. I yeah. think I have another one. That, you can throw that one in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> what do I got? You have religious uh, I have, have a religious, religious wine. wine. It's called Prophecy. We're going to take communion afterwards. Yes, prophecy. I, I bought both the Cabernet and the Pinot Noir tonight. Uh, I just opened the Cabernet, though. It's um, 2016 California red wine. So you're going to prophesy after? I guess so. Uh, we'll, we'll drink the whole bottle and we'll see what happens. Speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. All right. That's not bad. Okay. He's getting. He's, I'm stretching. He's, yeah. Oh, he's like, he's getting ready in the ring. He's crack, like, 
Cracking my like, knuckles, like, cracking my getting, neck. Getting his shoulders loose. <laughs> like, he's ready. Well, especially so we, after last episode, you know, where we had to keep it all in the bottle. Yeah, I that was... Um, it's been it's been four weeks since we've had a Godless Heathens podcast. Actual, for anybody that, that didn't uh, listen to episode 37, we did a, a special... April 1st. April Fool's version. Day episode uh, where we did the Are whole thing. Are you sure it was April Fool's? Yeah, we did the whole thing in character as three evangelicals. So it's it's a hoot. I um, attempted to. Yeah. That was tough. It, it's good to be back. It, oh. it's, it's good to be back yeah. in, in heathening. Because uh, we were biting our tongue on oh. a, lot of those, a lot of those topics there. So... Ratzinger, oh yeah, came out of his Who? came out of his hole. I like to call him the Pope Emeritus, <laughs> which is a term that has never been used in the two thousand years of popedom, uh, because nobody has ever resigned the popehood. Right, right. Everybody, everybody leaves that job horizontally, and um, he is now ninety. I want to say ninety two. You can say that. I, 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 I did I believe say it. it. And lives still lives there at uh, at the Vatican City. I mean, what do you do when you have two popes? Because he was he was the pope. Well, he's supposed he, to he keep quit being quiet, the pope. though. He's supposed to like stay, you know, yeah. stay in his hole. It would not be a show without, without Jeff's, Jeff's freaking phone. Know. You know, I thought about it when I was editing last episode and went off. I should have said every time Jeff's phone goes off, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> <laughs> but that's oh, right, well. Clarence. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he came out, and so his, is, his whole thing was when he went away, he was supposed to, he was going to stay quiet. Right. So this is like, what's it, uh, Puxatani Phil? Yeah. He, know, he the, pokes uh, his head out, peg, sees yeah. if he saw a shadow, mm-hmm. shadow. Sees if the Catholic Church is going see off the rails. Who, see who can, he can blame child rape on, yeah. and then uh, then we get six more weeks of winter. And so who did he blame it on? This time, he blamed the church sex abuse scandal, which. As I understand it, when he, before he became pope, he oversaw the. Now the Catholic Church doesn't have a department of child rape, but he was in charge of basically the cover up. Yeah, for um, quite a number of years, yeah. he was and he was, was fighting pope. the bishops, most of the bishops in America, who were wanting to have priests that were credibly accused kicked out of the priesthood, and he wanted them to be temporarily suspended and transferred. Well, he has come out, and he has blamed the crisis on the sexual revolution and liberals. Well, that makes sense. It sounds like he's running for office in the U.S. Yes. Well, he uh, didn't say socialism, though, because that should be He didn't, know. Yeah. And he didn't say atheist, but he implied it. Yeah, um, they're liberal and, you know, have this wild sex theme. Well, he talked about, I don't know what the sexual liberation of the 60s had to do with... Uh, is he referring to the 60s in there, or is he talking about, like, now? No, he's he's talking about 60s. going back to the 60s wow. and coming that's forward. What, that's what took the top off the can of worms. The lax attitude about sexual mores in, in America and throughout the world is what changed the church and their attitudes... CNN had, had a good article, and we'll, we'll post it, where it talked about how the lax attitude even within the Catholic Church. So who was the Pope during that, that time period then, like the, the wild 60s? Was John the 23rd. Good call. Because he's the one that did Vatican II in 1969. That's where things went liberal, um, right? And, and, that's, and that actually leads to my theory on this is 
There's no organization more catty and more political than the Catholic Church, yep. especially at the highest levels. I think this is an F you to Francis because now he's got to not only answer for it, right, but right, right. this guy, Ratzinger, is on the Scalia side of Catholicism. Yeah. You know, the conservative right. wing, right, 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 the, right. Uh, what's the name of that? That moron that they always put on TV. Oh, I, know, yeah, I can picture him. Donahue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bill Donahue. Yeah. Catholic that, League. That, the that, Catholic League. That right. branch. Yeah. Uh, is it really the Catholic League? Yeah. It's uh, the president of the Catholic League, which has no official connection, connection to, the, to the Catholic Church. He's just a Catholic apologist. The Catholic League is, um, is also the uh, Athletic League of Catholic Schools in Detroit. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Not really. So I think, I think that might be <laughs> Catholic League title. Like mm-hmm. You win the Catholic League title and you beat all the other Catholic uh, all the schools. Other, other Catholic schools. This is a whole lot different. But I think he's. Yeah. I think it's FU, and it's there to rile up the base. He's got something to say, yeah. and he's going to say it. So he's, he's going to divide the church. Then is what he's kind of well, doing. I, it. Well, they, the church is already divided. They they have a more conservative arm, and they have a more liberal well, yeah. wing as well and, too. And Francis is the more supposedly more liberal. liberal, at least yep. socially. Yes, <clears throat> but certainly not. Well, he goes back and forth. Well, it depends on the topic. Yeah, but, but and sexually, the audience. sexually, you know, sec- or what do you want to call that? I mean, you know, he's definitely on the conservative side there. He's not really changed yep. anything on that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like they're setting up, you know, a polarized Catholicism then, right? Because oh, now you got this for for sure. Maybe a maybe a schism. The more conservative side blames it on uh, rampant homosexuality in the priesthood, right? Where the, I, where the more liberal side I, says there's no correlation between that and pedophilia. I don't want the you know I don't want anybody to die. You know I don't like wish them to die, but it is going to be super interesting to watch the Catholics pick a pope the next time. They oh, do. The next pope. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! It uh, is. Oh yeah. It is. I'm just wa- I'm wondering how Facebook's going to manipulate that. They're going to try to manipulate that vote too. Because it's uh, going to be a throwdown. How old is Francis? He's getting up there too, I think. I think he's in his 70s. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking he was in his 80s. Okay. No, he's not. I don't he's think so. He's got, a, he's got a he's while, got a, yeah. yeah. Should. Unless can they, like, vote him out or? No. I don't, think, uh, I don't think they can. It's a lifetime appointment. He, and Ratzinger is the first pope oh, ever. Dude, uh, my bad. To have he's older than I thought. Really? How old is he? 82. Really? I, I thought yeah, he was in his 80s. Jeff. School nice. of the Catholics. He's good about that. School in the Catholics. Ex-Catholic, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Ratzinger you. is the first pope to ever resign and, and walk away. And I can't remember why he resigned to begin with. Well, the, the theory, the conspiracy theory is that he was over the, the Catholic uh, cover-up of the sex abuse scandal. And he was made pope to cross all the T's and dot all the I's. And when he got done with that, then he moved on. Oh, so he did his job. He did what he had to do. And so he had a, a term contract. Yeah. So basically, he's like the William Barr of popes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I read the Bible. I'm going to uh, give you a four-page essay on it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is how the Catholic Church used to work. Way back when the, when the Catholic Church ran the world and it was called the Dark Ages, it was against, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was against the law to own a Bible. Right, because they wanted to read it. They to wanted you to tell you Latin. what was in the Bible, not you to have a personal revelation or anything or think. like that. Yes, exactly. Or interpret yourself. You were told yourselves. what to think. This is what the Bible says. I mean, up until 
I don't re- I don't ever remember it being like this, but my dad talks about when he was younger, the whole mass was in Latin. Right. So you had to know a dead language in order to follow. Or you nodded off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which Catholic Church for a young child, at least for me when I was a young child, was boring as I can see, yeah, if it was done in Latin. But the fact that if if they were if you didn't even understand the language they were talking in, forget about it. There's, there's, I went to a hippie church. I don't, I don't. Yeah, you had guitars and drums and mm, the Latin mass. They had a little little bit of that sort of the Latin mass. I think they ended that maybe like the '60s. Even in my neighborhood in Detroit, Mm -hmm. we were at the hippie liberal church, and then there was a super conservative, more hardcore Polish one. In the same general area. But still did it in Latin? Way more conservative. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. So even Big the Bible time. readings they did in Latin? Or, or was it just like the, the, what do they call it? The I think literally the whole mass or yeah. was done in Latin. Yeah. Wow. Everything. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Because that's what Jesus spoke. That was a church just down the street that did it in Aramaic. That would be more authentic there. But yeah, the, uh, at the end of the article, they do get one little dig in on, on atheist, uh, kind of a backhanded. Uh, it doesn't actually come out and even say the word atheist, but I'll read what it says. A, um, a large portion of the essay laments the increasing loss of religious beliefs in society in recent decades, which Benedict says is at the heart of the sexual abuse crisis. Why did pedophiles reach such proportions? Ultimately, the reason is the absence of God. Oh, that was <sighs> so, a slam there. As yeah, as the world became more secular, pedophilia we within in, the yeah. Catholic Church became more prominent. That is that's 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 uh, data. That's, a reach. that's, that's that direct a, correlation. That's you know? a reach. <laughs> you can plot that on a graph. That actually you know? <laughs> right, and if you can, then you know it's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, that actually leads in to what is now the next topic, because Jeff. Gave me a head, gave us a head scratching note. In I didn't scratch my head. It caused me to scratch my head in wonder, as in, what the hell is he talking about? But you didn't throw your phone, so Um, I did not because I was waiting. I was waiting to throw it in here (laughs) at you. Um, (laughs) um, Oh, geez, I better gird my loins. I, I, we're not Gideons. You don't have to worry about uh, girding your loins around okay. around me. But you... Uh, Refresh my memory. This you know what? The... We, you know, now we're using Signal so well, There's I've got like seven different Signal conversations yeah. going. <laughs> I know it. I know it. And we have one between the three of us. We so, have one between the three of us and another person. Ah, yes. And then I have one with you, and then I have one with you, and I'm sure y'all have one between the two of you. <laughs> it's you it's Jerry's fault. He's yeah. the one that said Signal is the oh. way to go, so... It is actually a nice. Yeah, quick recommendation: download Signal. App. Right, it's yep. an encrypted and then uh, messaging app that doesn't take your data and sell it right. to the and highest you can, bidder. You, you can you can talk to us on it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you're talking about Ryan Bell. Yep. And oh, okay, uh, that's a future. Diff- actually, actually, future guest of the pod, Ryan Ryan, Ryan Bell, yep. friend of the pod and future friend, guest because. But, but Jeff's got a lot of We've, friend of the pods that we have we, promised but not delivered. We have well, we a need to kind of like religion. Out. We yeah. have a verbal. We don't have anything written. We have a verbal commitment that Ryan Bell is going to come join us with. A text commitment. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, ah, so that's a contract. That's a written, a dig- it's a written it's, contract. It's a digital right contract. So now, uh, yeah. now I'm gonna I'm gonna diss him. Okay. Not not really. <laughs> 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 we're gonna make him change his mind. We're talking about we're talking about nuns. 
And he had a guest where they were talking about the shortfall of the, quote, atheist worldview. We really don't seem to have a consistent or logical answer on how exactly morals are developed. And I take small u umbrage to that. Yes. Okay. I, I would I would disagree with that as well. Oh, good. So All it's right. going to be a, it's good, it's gonna one, be a regular pod. Yeah. It's going to be us against Jeff. So yeah. where do atheists get their morals and ethics? We borrow it from the Christian world. Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. That's, that's, <laughs> I listen to too many Christian versus atheist debates. So why is it something that has to be acquired? Well, okay. So where this all oh, came Oh, high five. Yeah, yeah. High five. It comes from... <laughs> comes from society. As, as you live amongst other human beings, right, going way, way back to the hunter-gatherers, as, as we started to cut down trees and started farming and, and started developing cities uh, or, or villages, you had to interact with other people. And it's just basic empathy. Is where it comes from. Right. Yeah, I understand some of that. I mean, so you have like the, the mirroring neurons. So mm-hmm. if you see somebody in pain, you're going to feel the yep. pain kind of thing. So feel your pain. I'll feel your pain. Mm-hmm. Who said that? Oh, that was Clinton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense in kind of a tribal context. But then as you start broadening and broadening and broadening, I think that's that's where religion well, actually got developed. It's just like anything else. I mean, Ooh. monkeys do this. If there's yeah. if there's one monkey that goes around fucking all the women and eating all the bananas, he's not going to be a part of the monkey group for very long. They're going to kick his ass out, and he's going to be hanging out in another tree all by himself. Huh. That's funny because I was I was actually watching a uh, a documentary on uh, I want to say it was Nat Geo where they were basically talking about how the this monkey like there was like. Thousand is cl- how climate change had affected their habitat, and they're having to go higher and higher. Higher in the tree, and like they had this kind of amazing video of this younger monkey trying to knock off the older monkey who had a harem of of women. Yeah, the usurper and, is, and is coming, basically for the monkey like yeah. fighting and going at each other. So I didn't see the empathy there. What I saw was, I want yours. I'm going to take it. Not a few. I'm going to kick your little ass. Right. Yeah. And well, these so, are probably chimpanzees rather than they weren't bonobos then, right? Boy, we've already exceeded the, the my monkey knowledge <laughs> um, other than they're all our relatives. Yeah. But I didn't see any empathy in the animal kingdom. The animal kingdom is a kill or be killed right. with obviously some exceptions. Right. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. the bonobos is, is one of those. I guess they have a little, they're more like the hippies of the uh, – Apes? Sure, they are. So. I'm gonna take your word for it. So, who, yeah, there's a guy that's that's uh, local. He's a professor at Emory, um, Franz Duval, if I'm saying that name right. This wrote, you know, written a lot of books on bonobos. Okay. Well, they have a big. So outside outside of the the right. fascinating conversation about monkeys, you basically said religion created the basis for our morals. No. And no. no, 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 I didn't. No, I'm not insinuating. Maybe I'm, put, maybe I'm putting words in yeah. that. Yeah, what Re- I'm. Re- religion took our morals and gave them back to us as if they invented them. Oh, mm. say that again. Mm-hmm. Religion took the morals we already had and turned around and repackaged them and gave them back to us and acted as if they invented them to begin well, with. Well, yeah, I mean, what they what. I agree with that. What they did is they kind of one-upped it. I mean, it, it kind of developed to where they had to create an a carrot, imaginary... A carrot and a stick. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so there is somebody <laughs> bigger than us that you don't see yeah. that is in charge. So when you go uh, outside of this tribe... And he, and he there, loves you, and if you're that. good, you get to go spend your time with him. But there's this other guy that now, you early on see. they didn't have that. It's, it's just that if if you don't believe kind of in an this, asshole, and if you and, don't believe in this God, he's he's going to you yeah. know cause trouble. Like your crops aren't going to grow, you're not going to you know be fertile and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It wasn't on the level of heaven and hell at that point. But I'm just saying they created this image to have to have something that was more powerful than the, than the group leader but, for morals. It kept people in check. I'm not following. It did read to me like the old atheists have no morals. And those are fighting words to me. I mean, not like literally. Yeah, right, but Like right. Yeah. somebody, you know, like I will. Well, where do you get your morals from? Right. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, that kind of shit. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so my point on that is, yes, I think a lot of us have kind of you know, a good story on how morals were created and all that kind of stuff. But my... Where I'm coming at this it's is... It's a societal contract. I mean, religion is part of that. In other words, they kind of use religion as a tool to keep people in line. And Take religion out of the picture completely. If religion never existed, we would still have morals due to the fact of the societal contract I, that we have with I, each other. I understand that. But my point is, is people that are abandoning, uh, abandoning religion... Easy for you to say. Still didn't get it <laughs> Oranges, and, and by, oranges. And by the way, <laughs> he, he is not too deep in the beer. So. No, no. Oh, well, there's a 13.8, so it's... it's oh, uh, maybe. maybe. We will sit here all coming. night until you can say abandoning. <laughs> abandoning. Yay. Yeah. All right. I lost my point now, though. What was I saying? Yeah, I was and, saying you don't need religion for morals. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is people that are, you know, becoming nuns, and we're seeing surveys that show that that's on the rise. But the Ex- other part of that survey showed that they haven't given up on a concept of God entirely. You're bearing the lead on that survey, though. What did that survey say? It said that said. it said that the non-religious are now the largest religious block. If you want to call it a religious yeah. block, block yeah. they're calling themselves non-religious. Yeah. But, but my point is, is of that large increasing group, 22% don't use God as, uh, or no, they use God as, as a reason. So the other 78% aren't is, using God here, as... Let's get it right. Those who claim no religion are not inherently atheist or agnostic, is what yep. it says, which right. I don't agree with, because it well, says the Pew Research from 2017 found that 22% of nuns listed not believing in God as the most important reason for their lack of religious affiliation. Right, so the other 78% are still believing in some kind of a... That's not what that says. What that says is that only 22% listed not believing in God as the most important. But if you were to take that survey... But the most important reason why you don't you don't subscribe to any religion maybe the fact that your parents didn't subscribe to any religion or maybe the fact that a lot of if not most religions have horrible views when it comes to LGBTQ people or a number of other reasons other than your personal belief in a, a God or a lack thereof. Right. Well, like the article that Jerry posted that kind of got this stirred up a little bit, too, was um, on this lady that was in heavily in student debt. God didn't help me and, with my bills. Yeah. Right, yeah. And so that was kind of the trigger point, I guess, where yeah. she stopped going to church and 
you know, because she kept praying for her credit card right. balance to go down, right. and it just and, didn't and, seem to and, happen yeah. on its own. Yep, uh, amazing. Yeah, the slot machine god. You yeah, know, did, just did, no longer there. Just never paid off. So, you know, to me, this would be a person, and I'm I'm projecting here okay. that on one of these surveys would probably, you know, say. None of the above. That would be a none. In other words, you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't know if I really believe in a God. But in the end of the article, it's like she was still hanging on to hope, just in case there's yeah. something out there. And I think well, that's that's, that's, that's where the seventy-eight percent is, is 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 that's what they're doing. Yeah. The seventy-eight percent is is there's something out there that cares for me, that cares where the universe is, it cares. I don't where, even think she went that far. The, the kind of the gist I got was that she wasn't very religious, but she was kind of clinging to the hope that... That there was something that, else. There's still a part of me that clings to the hope mm-hmm. that God will take care of me and my family. Right. Yeah. Now, she may be... Re- and, which, which means nothing more than if and, she won 10 grand on a scratch-off, she'd attribute that to God. No doubt. Other than just no happenstance doubt. and pure chance. Now, she's got a master's degree in English, so she's probably not the scratch-off type. Yeah. Um, but... And, and and this it also says I wonder if my lack of faith has anything to do with my current That's, financial I, struggles. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Now so this little... aside, you still haven't answered the question, though. And the question is: what, the question started <laughs> <laughs> that was with, a long time ago with atheists and lack of morals or how you get your morality. No, 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 no. It's not, Don't have a logical explanation for it. It's more and, that. It's more of you know we don't have a cohesive. Story. We have good without God, but to me, that's not really telling wh- where then do you get your morals from. For the record, I, he's talking about messaging, yes. not me. Exactly. He is. I saw that. So it must be It Just, must be the beer or lack of we beer We get our morals from the same place that Christians get their morals from. We just don't attribute it to the same Cable source. TV. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I, I get that, but I'm saying that they, on the other side, that's kind of the thing that holds them back, I think, from claiming atheism or, you know, humanism They think you can't be good unless you're a Christian. Or if they're Muslim, they believe you can't be good unless you're a Muslim maybe or whatever they, the religion really is. Maybe, maybe they just don't know enough atheists. Well, and maybe a lot of it is that. that maybe the atheists that right. are now are the angry prick variety. Yeah, which one, get put on TV. And, yeah, yeah, and YouTube videos and right. Yeah, because I think I told you in my story, podcasts. it wasn't until I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was where I actually met somebody that was an open atheist. Well, I was a progressive Christian. This was a group that that you know kind of invited them in. Mm-hmm. This was atheism for Lent. It's like wow. I yeah. mean, I I never really you know had a negative thought against atheists, but it's just the same kind of thing. Is like, so where do you get your your moral compass from because without religion or this book or, or another book right or another book no you you or are predefined set of you know, you, you are you are unmoored and there's nothing to keep you grounded and I don't believe no. that that book oh no no and no, no, that, no. In, a, in a building stops them from being bad or chants yeah. without that. I don't have any morals. Now, they do. Now, without religion, you really don't have the... Or do you? Do you have the concept of sin? No. With, sin is... Got to give credit where credit is due. It was Matt Dillahunty who said it best. Because a lot of people say that religion sells you that you're diseased and then provides you with the cure. Yep. And 
I'm, I get that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing at best here, but Matt Dillahunty said that I think the listeners have come to expect that yes, from us. Yes, <laughs> is that religion actually inflicts it? No, it yeah, it, it well, no, it it tricks you into thinking you're sick, and then gives you the homeopathic cure to that sickness. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that. That's why I say it's, it's, yeah, that's the best way I've heard it put and right. have to. But see, when I was going through my, my deconstruction, my deconversion, I knew that the Bible wasn't the source of that because I'd read through it a number of times and knew that, you know, this thing, other than, you know, Jesus had a few cool things to say, but yeah. they were so much offset by what still, Paul I mean, said. I like it when he, when he went ham in the... In the temple and started overturning the tables. Well, yeah. that cool. That's my favorite. That, that was cool. My, yeah. my that reminds story. me of a really good meme where it says, you know, why don't you act more like Jesus? Well, just as long as you realize that turning over tables and, and whipping people, you know, is in the wheelhouse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one of the possibilities. So, But, yeah, so, you know, I stopped reading that as a, as a source. At this point, I wasn't going to an organized Well, church. reading that will teach you that it's not the well, source. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And then so I thought, well, maybe it's a church community. And, you know, stop going to that because we saw how many people were hypocritical yep. in the church community. And so, yeah, so I was in that kind of a, um, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like a like an in-between state kind of thing. It's like the church is almost antithetical to morality. But the other side, I don't know, you know, where do they get theirs from? So, so you was, don't, do you think without religion we wouldn't know the difference between right and wrong? No, no, I'm not saying because I've, well, but I that, see but, that, but I'm saying at that time, yeah, I mean, I wasn't quite sure. Right, but, and I hate to do this kind of like the congressman did to Candace Owens. Oh, I'm gonna, you're going to play? I'm going to quote you directly. Uh-oh. We really don't seem to have a consistent, logical answer on how exactly morals are developed. And I'm saying and we may- as a community. Okay, but. Because there's so many people that are speaking on behalf of our community that I don't agree with. Yeah, yeah but, but even take it to a more base level. Okay. Like, without religion, we don't have sin. Sin doesn't exist. That's, I would agree with religious that. Religious concept. Well, it depends yeah. on how but, you're defining sin, too. Like, your flaws, yeah. you know, your weak points are defined by religion as sins. Yes. It's not that you've done wrong. You have sinned. Because the difference between sin and right from wrong is one has a religious con- con- context. construct, yeah. context, and one is more philosophical, right or wrong, right. versus... Some sins are right and wrong. I mean, like, do not kill. That That's a pretty... You pretty take the religious one. aspect yeah. out of that and you're fine. Don't eat shellfish. That's completely different. There, there's no right or wrong to shrimp and crabs. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know? eat it, but that's because I don't like the taste of seafood. But, well, yeah. you can leave anytime. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you guys were, were pro-seafood in this group. I'm, I'm full-blood Cajun. Oh. What do you think? Maybe I'm just taking it all the backhanded way. Yeah. But without it, you don't know the difference between right and wrong. That's what they and, tell you. And I don't, and I, I, I don't agree with that. Right. Fundamentally. Well, and that's what I'm fundamentally saying. Fundamentally disagree I, I don't need that old book or the other old book or that other old book. I don't need or, somebody that looks any, like my, demo, my demographic and my race yeah. to tell me what's What's right. good and what's and, bad. Uh, totally. It, it's the societal bond where if you're going to live in a group with other people, right? there are certain things you, you can and cannot do if you want to stay in that group. I, I get that. But yeah. if you expand that out, and that was one of the things that came up in, in uh, you know, the podcast, Brian was talking with um, this, this 
Christian guy about morals. And I'll put a link to it to the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a it's, professor. Is a, a professor at Notre Dame. But, oh, I wonder which side he was on. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know. But to me, if you listen to the podcast, he could have written this from an atheist perspective as okay. well. He was very, very much, you know, down the middle as far as so you know where do. We get our because the the point oh, I want to bring a lot of Catholic scholars and atheists are pretty close <laughs> because his his question is down the middle. But, they agree on a lot of things. So his question was, you know, one of the interesting questions to me is, okay, so if a tsunami hits on the other side of the world, yeah, logically, why do we care? Because you know, you're saying like caring for your tribe, caring for your family. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. People in your in your proximity and all that. People but you people don't know you, and you'll never meet. And you'll, right, you'll, yeah. Why yeah. should we... What's the logical reason that we should care for them? Why does a feeling need a logical reason? That's, why does empathy that's, yeah, that's just for basic those, empathy. all those poor people, which, by yeah. the way, yeah. you know... Well, the reason is because are you thinking those are from God that are giving you those empathetical kind of feelings? No. Or... Nobody it, it, wrote a code on my heart. It's just oh, as a, as a human being, it, that, you don't bam. want you don't want that to happen to you or yours. Yeah, but I'm not speaking. So you feel bad when it happens to somebody else. But I'm not speaking to the atheist right now. Okay. I'm speaking to the nuns. Oh, okay. The people oh, okay. that have not crossed that line yet. In other words, so so why isn't the atheist explanation good enough for the nuns? What is the atheist explanation? Uh, Just what, well, everything that you he, you haven't even been listening. Well, to I us. have, but I'm but I'm <laughs> he, saying doesn't, he doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> when he records it. It's true. But what's the logic <laughs> of caring for the people on the other side of the world? Who, why does it? Why 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 does it have to be logical? Why does it? Why why does there have to be a logic for feeling bad for the misfortune of others? You have to have a better explanation than God did it. Or natural. Uh, that's an e- that's an easy way to explain it. Do I? It comes from God. But why? Why do I? Why? Why do I? Why do I have to have a better explanation than that? Because first of all, I don't like that. Because the truth is more complicated than God did it. And and in order to to well, present your case, the case. But, but why do I have sense. to? Why do I have to present a case for? I saw the the video of the. Tsunami, like destroying people, and or or one that's a little more a little more visceral, the one in Thailand, mm-hmm. you know, where you see it and you know those people are those people are dying. Right, you are. Yeah. right. You're I yeah. don't know them. Well, would never know them. But you you can't just speak for myself. Can't help but to feel for that misfortune for their yeah. misfortune. Right. And, and it there's nothing logical about that. No. And it doesn't nothing. have to be, you know, people, people, do, whatever you do, don't Google Auburn gymnast and watch that video. Have you seen this thing? I, I, I won't Oof. watch it. Don't watch it. Yeah, I'm not going to watch no. it. I don't know it's, what this it's is, brutal. But I guess I don't want to watch it. A female gymnast at oh, Auburn where she broke was her. on. Yeah, she was doing a floor routine. I saw I and didn't click on it. When they, yeah, run I from, when they run from corner to corner and do their, do their flip, you know, their flipping and everything. Now the last time my no, not, wa- no. I don't want you to describe it. No, 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 no. The last time no. my wife handed me a, her phone with a gymnast video on it was the girl from UCLA that went viral where she did the split and popped back up, and it, it was phenomenal what she did. Uh-huh. You know, it was it was an athletic, you know, sure, whatever. You know, it was just it was Amazing phenomenal. Play. To, yes, phenomenal watch. So she hands me this with no warning, mm. and says, "Here, watch this." 
You know and, what? She didn't have any morals. <laughs> well, she's an atheist. You know. Um, but yeah, I I watched I watched it not knowing what Ooh. was about to happen Ooh. until it happened. Yeah, I saw and the And the human body is not designed to bend that way. Oh, yeah. Geez. And it's so you felt like the, I immediately oh, oh, oh. you know felt for this person. And and she's still alive. She seems to be in good spirits. She won't be doing gymnastics anymore. She retired. Yeah. She's absolutely has retired. Yes. Well, and I think that makes a difference. I'm too. not even an Auburn fan. You know, but, <laughs> but, but if you still, see a video, was, yeah. I mean, you're like we saw the videos of the tsunami. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, you feel the empathy when you're watching that going on. But if you just heard in a news report, like in a radio thing, you're probably not going to have exactly the same reaction if you saw. You know the video. Okay, I don't know, man. Let's, yeah. we'll, we'll even we'll even we'll even take the video out. Um, it's I, the same are, thing. I, mean, I haven't seen videos of a lot of school shootings, but I've read the reports, right? And, and I still feel empathy. You know, yeah. same so, thing. Yeah. No, a tsunami. No Two hundred and forty thousand no people died there. today. And you maybe know? maybe it is maybe it's not marketing enough and kind of too too rigid atheist to say. To say, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna engage in that conversation because, you know, like why why should I like why do why do atheists have to defend that position? Why are that why are we because on the we defensive? Get, but why do we, we bring it upon ourselves too? We get painted by them as as somehow being savages or you know. Godless either. You know? Um, where you know, where do you get your morals from? What's stopping you from raping and killing? Absolutely Doesn't nothing. Doesn't matter to you. Yeah, not, there's absolutely nothing stopping right. me other than my empathy for other human beings. Yeah. You know? and, and, and not wanting and to go to jail. And kind of an inherent and, belief you know. in right and wrong. Now, yeah. if, they, if you really want to do this to like the, the and, college debate society yeah. Uh, version, you'd be like, well, you didn't, you know, you didn't grow up non-religious. You were, you grew yeah. up Catholic. So, so you're you borrowing, of it you're and, borrowing you know, from the Christian world. Which, which yeah. you know, look, I, I, and I'm not gonna, I, I'm not, I can't. There's no argument to it, you know. Well, you and can, yeah, you can't, I can't deny some of that influence. Whose side are you on? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, there is, there is a taint that is left behind. You know, from an, uh, from a religious upbringing. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying that a lot of the Christian ethics or whatever, the only difference between, you know, our ethics and theirs is they had a God that would, like, punish you if you misbehave or reward you if you did. Right. And we we don't have Not now. that invisible. Yeah, later. Yeah. later. Yeah. Not, no, 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 no. Until the prosperity it's gospel. Suffer right. now. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Suffer right. now. Because right. Cause, cause be your, your riches are, you know. Yeah, on the other side. And, and, you know, this, this gal. Wait till you see the other side of that river. <laughs> oh, oh, that is such a nice Wait, you get yeah. to the top of that escalator? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> exactly. But it sounds like, you know, the lady in the article you're talking about um, kind of expected those goodies now, though. For is, sure. You know, blessed me with, with paying off God's good. Well, not, not, and, not even goodies, but just well, the, the more general concept not, that God's yeah. going to take care of me. Right, yeah. I'm, I'm a good person. Poverty. Why is God God's still settling me with these credit card bills? Right. You know, I, or or not the he. It's student loans. I'm going to take the loans, and God's going to take care of me. You know, with a career because it's it's my investment from from for God. And she's not the only one that has found herself in that boat. Oh no, no. Yeah. So if she was sitting in that chair over here, mm-hmm. what would you tell her? So here's here club atheists over here. So you're not, you know, there's nobody. That's our other podcast. Yeah, Club Atheist. <laughs> yeah. Dance party. Every other, every other Thursday. Uh, 
so what would be your story to her is like, forget about it, you know, that there's no sugar daddy that's going to take care of your... So I, I wouldn't even, I mean... So you need to figure this out on your So it's own. So it's either a choice of harsh reality or wishful thinking? Well, what's harsh, to, what's the harsh reality? Is nobody's going to pay your, your student loans off but you. If she came on the podcast and wanted our opinion on the theological angle of this article versus the common sense one, that well, maybe maybe it's not a common sense one. Maybe maybe if you argue that God's not going to help you, that's not a common sense argument. Mm. That would be that would be a non-religious argument. So, harsh reality. So right, you you're. It, but but it still would be anti it be anti it wouldn't be anti religion. I well I guess yeah, it would be anti religion. Well, it's, it's like there's a lot of people who think that they, well, they don't just think that they they do that. Their retirement plan is they're going to win the lottery and and that's how they're going to they, don't you know. don't mock. I still got twenty yeah, years exactly. But the <laughs> difference between them and her is lottery winners actually happen. There there, there is evidence sure. yes. of. Lottery winners, people, people winning the big shit tons of money. <laughs> that actually happens. God paying off your student loans never happened once in, in the history well, well, of it might. They either might have, God or student loans. But they might have credited it to God. That's, right. that's, that's, that's right. what I was saying earlier. Right. If, if this woman, oh, English professor, probably not playing a lot of scratch-offs, like you said. Right. But if, 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 her, if her dear old uncle you know, that she never met passed away and, and left her t- 20 Gs, and that was God's doing. That, that you know, God killed my uncle to pay off my student. Well, right, it'd be or, more than twenty Gs. Or the other way they student. would they would do the apologetics on this is that God's trying to teach you a lesson. He wants you to be you know kind of hurting for a while. Yeah, there's a suffering part because when something bad happens in her life, she's not like God. Fuck me again. You know, got got a parking ticket. You know, that's well, God. That's, you know? that's kind of what she's doing. Kind of what it is though. A lot of people don't do that side of it. They do more the side of every time something good. Oh, praise Jesus. You know, praise Jesus. But well, it sounds like she. But the ledger, but the ledger for yeah. her is is weighted on the right. Weighted on the negative. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. She would be this on whole religion the thing isn't really working out for me. Well, she could be yeah. heading for nundum, is what mm. I'm saying. She still clings to hope for God and wonders if her lack of faith is one of the reasons. That's not a nun. She a potential she, nun is no I'm way, saying. no way. You think that she's on the path? Conundrum? Or do you think that do you think that this is that you're watching a slow motion deconstruction with this? Yes, yes, I do. Interesting. I mean, you know, because the next stop could be if she goes to a more, you know, liberal church that says, "No, we don't believe in the sugar daddy god. You know, we b- believe in a god that's less powerful than what, this what kind of she, god." And she, that could be a stopping point. What if for she a gets while. a particularly lucrative freelance freelance job or a good opportunity comes and you know, she's able to Pay, you know, get out of debt and be more financially secure. And then she would say, oh, "Yeah, God right." Did right rescue me. So that is it. So that feels like she would be almost a nun of convenience, because if something good happened, pra- what what do they say? Praise the Lord. Yeah, right. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Because that doesn't feel like a nun. That sounds like somebody who has had a extended run of tough breaks and now is questioning their faith when the odds hopefully sounds, go back to her favor i don't think her faith is going to be questioned as much because the good shit's finally happening yeah. it's almost like 
Whether she dies a theist or an atheist depends upon her level of debt. <laughs> you know, if if, if she if she got a good job, wrote a book, whatever, and got out from underneath that, I think she, there's a good chance that she would credit that towards to God and and lean more towards the theist side. But if that never happened and she struggled her whole life to get out from underneath whatever what doctor in in English masters masters in English. Probably and pretty expensive. quit a full-time job yeah. to freelance. Oh, and yeah. that's... On the half pole. Pardon me? On well, no, this was... She didn't. She probably didn't get paid much for this. I mean, yeah. if, if she dies owing 60 grand, she's probably going to be an atheist. Well, if she dies owing 60 grand, then she wins. But I can't think of many or really any atheist deconversion stories... That's center around money. Well, no, I mean, that could be a starting point. It's like it's like one of those things where you notice a chink in the armor. You know, that these are one thing that they notice one at a time. And it's like, oh. And then, you know, they start seeing tsunamis and things like yeah. that. So it's not about them all Did the time. Did you see, like, a bad documentary on it or something? Because tsunamis have... have we have seem talked, to be obsessed with tsunamis. We more about yeah. tsunamis and monkeys mm-hmm. and bonobos. Yeah. And I realize I started that one. But... People usually have pretty specific deconstruction stories. Not many of them involve financial ruin. Or not even financial ruin, but somebody died. I don't think this is about financial ruin. I think it's about that, you know, we said that you pray to God about anything and he's here to, to help you. And that God isn't right. showing up. But if you, but there's not many people that show up at an atheist meetup and say, "Well, how did you? You know, oh, I've always well, been, I was you know, balancing my, my, my checkbook. My, <laughs> <parents, laughs> right. my parents were atheists. You know, there's that. Yeah. There's the I was Catholic. There was the, the number one answer. I read the Bible. Somebody, somebody I'm really into science. Mm-hmm. Somebody died, and I started to question why. You know, why, why all the suffering? Nobody has ever said, you know, I trusted God to help me pay back my student loans and. He didn't, and then from there it was all da- it was yeah. just uh, all just swirling down the bowl for me. Well, and we don't know if this is the first thing that that kind of perked her, you know, theological interest in what kind of God she believed in. This is just the one that she's writing about. But I, yeah, I would imagine if that's you know, if somebody is is destitute and it's caused by you know that you don't see the rationale behind it because you were told that God's going to provide and you're not being provided, that would be one thing you would take note of. Then if you saw other things also, you started, you know, reading your Bible, although I don't think she's is, going is to church she now. She lives so. in Georgia. No way. Really? Yes. Local gal. podcast. Yeah, yes. on the show. This could, this could be the next oh. non-guest. Yeah, put, put her on the list of, of guests that will tease and never have. Oh, the other one. The other one. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll save that one. I don't feel she's, I don't. We we now it's like we should ask her. We can yeah, we should <laughs> definitely have it. Like hey, hey can you can you come to the spare bedroom and observe yeah. in Atlanta? Nothing <laughs> creepy <laughs> about that. Yeah. A podcast like a yeah, bunch of atheists. Man, maybe yeah. in a room. Ma- ma- How would you like to hang three out? Three dudes with, in a bedroom. Yeah, three yeah, dudes well, in a bedroom that, that on a Thursday yeah, night. Gideon's Bible. Oh, on the where bedside. do I sign up? <laughs> By the way, there's gonna be alcohol. Oh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and and one of our wives is gonna be in the next room. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about. The black curtains are yeah. wrong. Don't worry, we're good. Or the horns in our end. Don't worry about that. I feel you were making an argument that the theists make about atheism, and I guess that surprised me. Thought you were on our team. I, I am on this team. Now, I think you're really a humanist, and that's another time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because that's what I always kind of struggled through when I when I went over that that abyss. 
is how you do I reconstruct? You went on the elevator over to atheism? wasn't an elevator. I had to jump across Sorry, the escalator. 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 Get off the escalator on the mezzanine, move over to the other escalator? No. It was a crevasse, and I had to jump over it. Mm. You'll have to listen to the last. Right. You, you didn't. Yeah. Anybody yeah. who didn't listen to the last episode well, would yeah, the reference. But that wasn't my deal. I yeah. wasn't on an escalator or anything like that. What was your deal? I had to jump. <laughs> you jumped over the crevasse of... Theism, right? To and atheism, I, yeah. And when you're over there, I mean, you have no choice. Was there a tsunami that caused the crevasse? <laughs> Is that what caused I the? Have no idea. But I mean, you know, it, it, <laughs> the imagery is you're jumping into the unknown. In other words, you didn't know if there was something solid to land on the other side. The only thing I knew was <laughs> I no longer believed in, you know. You did a, a trust fall into atheism. Well, yeah, but I mean, so it's kind of another. Um, Image for it would be like a trapeze kind of thing. So okay. you're hanging onto this trapeze, and you know how the other one comes over. Right. Yeah. And for a while, you're just kind of like floating in between, hoping you can grab onto something over there. So okay. I didn't know what the story was on the other side. Is what so I'm, what I'm saying. So then, uh, and I still then you think then maybe the atheists should do a better job of communicating. The soft landing, but you could have that there's exactly. no abyss. You could have been in a lot. Of, it's almost like there's a lot of different uh, other trapeze handles coming at you because you coming out of Christianity, you could have gone a number of different ways. You could have okay. gone woo. You not, not woo. you. I did woo. You did woo for well, a while. I mean, you know, you I, woo? I read you woo. woo. I didn't do the woo. Okay, but I read like, the woo. This is a bunch of bullshit. As you're reading it, no, it, it, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, I read but the Deepak Chopra stuff. You could have went, like, you went deism. You could you could you could have gone Buddhist. You could have I, gone in, could have gone a number of different I routes. I studied all that yeah. stuff. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So you know, this is a very and at some point you finally went. It's like this, this is, is all human-made yeah. constructs. Exactly. And so, were you financially stable though at that time? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Did you have a lot of student debt at the time? That, no student debt. Yeah, we can't mock her too hard if we're going to have no. If we're going to invite yeah. her on the pod, like, yeah. hey, what'd you like to listen to? <laughs> Talk about you for 20 minutes. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're bringing with you to the conversation, but I just kind of saw her as somebody that's questioning. And that can go one of two ways. If we provide more answers on this side, if she bothers to find out what's on this side, and we have a little bit more cohesive reasoning on the story. We have to have um, a good message, you're saying. Be still, yes. my pagan heart. <laughs> <laughs> So to speak, I mean, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, because we, I had we to, have, there has to be a soft place for people to land that are leaving, not just Christianity, any flavor of theism. I figured out an analogy okay. for this kind of conversations. It bugs me to watch and read journalists use the term fake news. I want to reach through whatever screen I'm looking at and strangle them because you just want to say you fucking moron. You are using the language yep. of your freaking oppressor. Yep, you're feeding you're, the bear. You are, you, you are using the language, words, terms of the person that wants to keep their thumb down on you and create dissent against you. And it's the same way when I hear atheists talk about the lack of morals or don't have a moral compass or how do you get your, you know, how do you get your morals? Where do you like get your morals? Yeah. hits me in the same spot. Mm-hmm. Like It's a visceral reaction. It's not, and it, by the way, part of the visceral reaction is I can't, I don't have the answer. Like I don't have the answer to, you know, to how we get our morals. Right. We have bits and pieces. Right. Same yeah. thing. I get them the same. I tell them I get them the same place you do. 
I just don't attribute it to something that doesn't exist. And then when they say something like, you know, well, what's stopping you from doing this? Well, if this is what's stopping you from doing it, I hope you stick with it. If the Bible and Jesus is what's stopping you from killing people. Robbing me. Hey, hey you and Jesus right. need to hang. Keep going to church, yeah. my brother. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think y'all should stay tight. Amen. Right. <laughs> the rest of us, we're doing fine over here without. I, yeah. And part of the deal of being an atheist is... You kind of do have to admit you don't have all the answers, right? Because I can't explain how the universe started. You well, know? Yeah, science has a few yeah. ideas, but they're not totally sure. Sometimes you just have to say I don't know, and, well, and, that, and, that's, the most, and that's the most honest answer. Right. But just because I don't know what the answer is, doesn't mean you get to stick your God in there as the answer for everything. Right. I, I think that's you know this guy he interviewed on the podcast, and we'll have to post the link, and I can't remember the guy's name. But his book was like the atheist overreach, saying there's some atheists that think to have everything exactly nailed down on where we get our morals from. Yeah, and I'm with it's, you. It's, it's like, too bad that religion doesn't do the same thing. <laughs> well, it's almost like to be an atheist, you have to be an expert in cosmology and, and Big Bang Theory and abiogenesis and evolution oh, and all, you know, all the rest. When a simple, I don't know. Right. You know, it, it, a lot of time is the most honest answer that, that you can give somebody. Right. Your answer doesn't win by default right. just because I don't have a better answer. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, the theory of mirroring neurons yeah. is a relatively new you know, discovery. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that explains a lot to me on why when somebody else is in pain, you give me the Give me pain. the 30-second elevator pitch on the neurons thing because I'm not familiar with it. Well, it's supposed to be if you see somebody that's in pain, you you wince. Because you know your your brain lights up in these I don't know what yeah. prefrontal cortex. The idea or of I think the context of somebody in pain that I, I just I, and 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 I did I and I'm not nitpicking you yeah. and I did ask for the elevator pitch but there is there are way different contexts of seeing somebody in pain. Well, the what? yeah, but the, I think what he's trying to say is, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'll correct you the, if you're wrong. <laughs> the term "feel your pain" is more real than just a turn of phrase. It's you in your brain. You literally do feel not a pain that you inflict that, on somebody. No. Not a pain when you are in a no. in a war situation and it's killing no. be killed. The pain is you know yeah. like oh my god that person just fell and hurt themselves. That's yeah, terrible. Exactly. Yeah. I have Slice fallen and know what fall, you know what it feels like to fall right. on my ass. You see somebody slip on a wet floor and fall, you physically feel their pain. Yeah, but there unless are, you're a kid, and then you laugh. Yeah, and yeah. then you realize, or oh, that's not funny. Unless it is a kid, then you laugh to make the kid laugh so it doesn't cry. My point, though, you know, is I don't have a cohesive story. So if somebody asks me, why do you need one? I, why do you need one? You, you don't necessarily need a complete theory or you know story, but you need a starting point to say, you know, you can be good without God. How does that happen? I mean, just to say that is nice, and it's a nice slogan. Why, why do you feel like you have to carry around the proof document? Because yeah. they're presenting their proof document in this Bible and in their collective thought and agreement of whatever religious construct they're in. They've got the answer. So because they've got the answer, we're not under obligation to have the same level of proof because we don't believe that they yeah. prove shit. Yeah. And the whole fact that, that we don't really have all the answers should be good enough. Like, you know what? Can't answer that. Yeah. But just kind of know that I shouldn't murder or steal 
or a sense of ethics. Now, you can get into all the, the philosophy and all the... the subjective versus all the, well, just the uh, fact objective. That just and, thinking, you know, kind of, I yeah. think, therefore I am. I mean, you got your brain and you can take it in a lot of terrible and good directions. You can believe in religion or not. I don't need to carry all the proof. Hopefully, you'll see it in in your actions or... You discuss it mm-hmm. and, you, you know, okay, why is it bad to kill people? Well, here's why we think it's, you know, here's why we think it's bad. Can't explain everything. But you feel, it feels like you it's, it's, feel the ob- an obligation to be able to prove it in the same, with the same level of no, belief no, 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 that no. they. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to prove it. And like I said before, it's it's just the fact that we're social creatures, right? That and when you apply the, and I forget the, the gentleman's name, the veil of ignorance to the situation. When you look at a situation with the veil of ignorance, meaning you don't know who you're going to be in the situation, you seem to be more reasonable and fair about what the best possible situation is. Does that make sense? Not in today's environment, it doesn't. You know, when, when you watch the, uh, the the hearing on you know white nationalism, I didn't see a whole a lot revolting of revolting spectacle. Yeah, I didn't see a whole lot of empathy going back and forth about. I see where you're, you're coming I did, I from. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see. Are you talking about the actual hearing itself, or yeah, there's the, clips that are out there, or with the Candace or, Owens, or and, the comments on the the streaming services that were were showing it. Because that was an even bigger shit oh, show, I, 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 from I, what I understand. You said they stuff. shut down. Yeah, YouTube had to turn off their comments on the live stream. Yeah. Just because, because of the with racist, racist rants and, yeah. Right. Basically proving the point of the whole hearing, but it got hijacked because right. we're only, unfortunately, right. talking about, you know, an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, that's, that's I guess, my question in there is, so we can't figure out empathy well, the, the veil of ignorance I was, I was referring to is more right of a of a thought experiment. Where if you're if you're setting up a society, okay, let's uh, let's say you know we're, we're going to start a we new society. We have a society. Well, no, no, no. We're we're starting a whole new one. All right. Reboot. Reboot. Exactly. All right. Do we want slavery in our society? Well, when you look at slavery through the veil of ignorance, either you're you are going to be a slave or you're going to be a slave owner. Now, if you're a slave owner, you're going to re- reap the rewards of uh, somebody else's hard work. But if you're the slave, it's the exact opposite. It's a horrible situation. You're not getting any of the benefits of your hard work. Now, if you don't know which side of the coin you're going to be on, and that's what the veil of ignorance does, then you probably won't have slavery in the society you're setting up. You'd rather have a more amicable society than one that would allow slavery as a norm. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure <laughs> where to go with that. Are you feeling picked on? We're not picking on you. No, I know. I'm not picking on Don is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's just oh, I know I mean that that works. But that's that in theory. But and that's and that's where our basic empathy comes from. A lot of that. Yeah, but I mean so, so I'm saying in theory that that's fine, but we're not playing that out in our society now. Nobody in that hearing was putting themselves in that veil of ignorance. Nobody no, no, absolutely saw. not. Nobody that yeah. you saw. There, there were plenty of academics in that hearing. You just didn't see them because the shit show right. was going on. Because because we couldn't take our eyes off the shit show. Because yeah, um, it, it was like a, it was just like a big four hour gotcha Twitter thread. Yeah, well, it's I, it's two tribes 
that all they care about is, is winning and right. making the others look bad. And, 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 that, and that's where our political landscape has gotten to at this point. But there's a book out now that tells you how to deal with that, right? That book <laughs> makes me, I don't want to say angry. What was the title of the book? It was titled, I Think You're Wrong, But so I'm... So fuck a, you. But I'm... Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, the, that's basically Twitter. Yep. No, it, Twitter would be, I think you're wrong and fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. And it's a couple of gals from both sides of the oh, rhetorical divide. tracks. Oh, nice. And... They want to be able to have conversations with the other side. And it sounds like they, a publishing editor's wet dream. You just, uh, let's, hey, let's get somebody from over here. Let's get somebody from over here and put them together and have them write a book together. I, I, I just noticed the cover, which is oh, no. genius yet gross. But it's two oh, lattes. Two lattes, one with a donkey and one with an elephant right, inside in the, it. Right, yeah. you know, oh. foam donkey and foam elephant, mm. which kind of tells you what uh, demographic they're going after. But it's interesting. So the blue half says, I think. And then the red is, you're wrong. Oh, you picked up on that, (laughs) Uh, uh, Mm, Good good tribalism. Mm. (laughs) The shit show that was the congressional hearing probably fed into this. I don't want to listen to them. I feel like all of these books and political centrism and you need to see the other side as humans and not feel like you're, you know, you're, you're, you're Charlie Brown having the football pulled out from you. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you know what? And then, you know, you know, oh, you know what? You're probably right. And then whack, somebody slaps you upside the head. Well, you should it. probably watch as much Fox as you do, you know, CNBC or something. Right. Get yeah. the other yeah. side. Yeah. Both sides. Well, fair and balanced. <laughs> A good example of that in Georgia, you know, we had the fair and balanced 20-week on abortion. And now, you know, the Republican side, I don't know if. Kemp hasn't signed it yet, has he? I think he has. Think he has. Six weeks. Oh, okay, yeah. So how is that like, uh, you know, both sidesism or moderate kind of view? It's not. It's taking it way over. Right. Well, here's the, but you know, here's here's where that manifests. But I'm listening. No, no, they're not. Fuck you. Listening. Yeah. yeah. We don't care. We're in power. Right. Screw you. The whole kind of McConnell ethos has gone to every facet. But we're supposed to empathize right. with them, you know, and and it's not that I don't have empathy because I do. It's interesting. I talk to my, my kids about it all the time, about income inequality mm-hmm. and the shrinking amount of opportunities that there are for everyone. And there's fewer and fewer winners and more and more people struggling, yep. working full time. But still struggling, living with, paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely, with no, no retirement, no hope. Yeah, no pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. No and golden watch. Talk about that all the time. I absolutely have empathy for them, but and I'm not stereotyping. But it's the I'm listening. I'm not listening to them right, when yeah. they're telling me that I'm wrong or I'm basically anything you hear. You know, in Fox prime time. Yeah, because most of that stuff is taken us backwards in time. And, you know, if we're to, you know, be progressive. It's, yeah, the more and more society progresses, the the more entrenched the the Republicans are. And what am I supposed supposed to listen to? Right. I I have listened. I don't want to listen anymore. There's no compromise. There's no middle ground. Right. Like I said, there used to be middle ground and they're yanking that away. The modern Con- yeah, they, they would reach across the aisles to one another and work on on similar yeah, like you know, the Tip it, O'Neill, yeah, that and, kind of stuff. 
But that absolutely—it's completely tribal now. It's us. It's us versus them. Each side is undoing what the other side does when they get into power. So here's the and, and instead of moving forward, they're just breaking down. Here's there. where I can disagree with the basic premise of the book. They challenge readers to put relationship before policy and understanding before argument. Where no when? friggin' way. And would I put relationship before policy in 2019? Right. Policy right. is where everything is changed and everything is made, which we have talked about a lot yes. on, on this podcast. It's hard to have a relationship with somebody who's shoving their policy down your throat. I under, the, the part about the understanding before argument, I'm not going to argue, but I understand and I don't agree with you and I'm never going to agree with you. I'd like to think that I get where they are at way more than they probably think I do. Yeah, where they base that on. and, and Way more. But relationship before policy, just put the big chump hat right on. Yeah. And I don't want to be chumped. It's hard to go out and have a beer after work with the guy that's been fucking you all day. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's another way of putting it, yeah. yes. You know, it's same thing. It's Lucy pulling the football away from Charlie Brown constantly. And eventually, you just dissociate yourself. You can't can't hang out with them after you're diametrically, so diametrically opposed to each other throughout the course of your day. And especially the way things are done now, where it's rules are changed. This is the way things have always been done, but fuck that. We're in power. We're not doing it that way anymore. We're changing it. My youngest son was like, Quizzing, like you talk about me on the pod. I'm like, why you like, like he's like wanted me to talk about him. <laughs> now Challenges. I'm going to talk about him is, is, because we were talking is this about Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to gotcha me. Yeah. Um, he, we, I, I don't even know how we got on the topic, but he was talking about how I think free college would be great, but how are we going to pay for it? Woo! Oh. Fire coming out of my ears. This is a little Republican <laughs> and, in the house. Yeah. Well, he said he was asking. He he. We were actually talking about libertarianism. Yeah. Um. Yesterday, and I said, I said, good question. Why are Democrats the only one that ever have to answer that? Right. Yeah. So How when we talk about relationship cut? before policy, yeah. no. And, maybe and, we have a few less battleships than we normally have. Maybe rich people pay more taxes. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we don't have a tax cut. That only benefits corporations and really rich people. Mm-hmm. And so once he once he went there, took the button on my chest and said, "I'm going to press it." Yeah. And then, bam! Boom, yeah. Like I was like yeah, I was uh, I was I was lit yeah, up. Ready. Like the know? easy button. And we started mm-hmm. we even started talking about healthcare. And he's like, "Oh, it's really expensive." Like, yeah, no shit. You know why is that? We're never worried about where the tax cuts for the rich are coming, but we're worried about how we're going to pay for healthcare. Right. Yeah. And then right. I brought it home. It's like. You should want this because when you're 25, you're not on our health insurance right. anymore. Right. Yeah. So buddy boy. good luck, sucker. Yep. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was like, hmm. 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 Well, and how that holds him back from taking other jobs. In other words, you know, if if he has a pre-existing condition. Talk you know, about those two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, to shift to another company with different insurance. Maybe you're going to stay in the job, you know, the dead-end job because of that financial or, obligation. Yeah. Or maybe you're not going to have it, and you're going to be among the millions that have no health insurance, right. which basically bankrupts them. Yep. So, again, relationship you're, before policy, no. Right. Your policy sucks. Right. And, and it's affecting me. And 
I understand. I'm not going to argue with you, but I understand. But if you're going to, you know, so if you're going to give me this kind of left-right divide, like we should all have a latte and discuss our differences and then go away, friends. No, because mm. they're voting people in to pass the abortion laws and yep. offer the rich people tax cuts. You know what? Yep. I think you're wrong, and I'm not listening anymore. I'm going to work to put politicians in to put policies in that I want. There's the title of my book. I see you throwing a latte in somebody's (laughs) smug little face and walking out in a huff. (laughs) Slam that cup down. Well, it seems like good a place as any. Who's got a recommendation this week? Well, I have one. Oh, go figure. And mine, I just recently discovered that Safari, you know, which is an iOS app, Yes, we were talking about it earlier. Has what um, oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's the browser? It's a browser for Macs and, yes. and iOS. Right, yeah, for, for, the, for the good I got machines. confused with another app. Yeah. My bad. So they now have as one of the options for the default search engine, DuckDuckGo. And we, should ex- we, we, we need to do a little background, a little, little yeah. discussion on this. Yeah. At the beginning of the, sh- of the show, we always say Google, Google Duck, Duck that shit. And that actually was something that evolved organically. True. It started off as Google that Google shit. Google that, yeah. If you go back to early episodes, and we don't recommend that you do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, you can hear we say Google that shit. Yep. And then it changed because Jerry would talk about DuckDuckGo, which is a search engine that doesn't collect your data, yep. doesn't sell your data to the highest bidder, all, all the horrible stuff that It doesn't Google lead does. you down the dangerous road yeah. about you it's might not, also like. It's not as good a search it's engine. It's not as good a search engine. you feel better about yourself yeah. using it. But <laughs> you, as you said one time, you should DuckDuckGo something. And if you don't find the results you need, then go to Google. And, and, as a last Google. resort. Yeah. Yeah. So we one time... I don't know what episode it was. It changed, but we came up with Google Duck, which is... Kind of a combination. Yeah. It's like you might want Duck, to do Duck, go both. Go first, then Google it. Or Google, then can, Duck. Yeah, you know, just or. compare the so, information. We, we should probably explain that every every 20 episodes or yeah, so okay. anyway. Well, you know? we, we've explained it. Yeah. But, but in Safari now, it's one of the options. I think they have you know Google, Bing, Yahoo, and now, now DuckDuckGo Duck, 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 is... Nice. As your standard go-to your default. Yep. default, so when I pop search up Safari, engine. that's what comes up. So and download it on your app. How or, big or of a pain in the ass is it to change to Google after you've duck duck goed something it's on your phone? It's just a check mark. So you go under. You know, okay, so you just go to your you can just type Google in. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. can't just you yeah. can do that too. Yeah, you I think marketing duck, think duck, duck, duck. actually DuckDuckGo has a um, like an app for Google. Oh, so you can like insert it into that. I don't think Google uh-huh. likes that, but. Well, they'll, they'll find well, then a way we to, love they'll find a way, that's for sure. <laughs> they'll find a way to squash it. What's your recommendation? Um, there's a new, fairly new series on Netflix, Ricky Gervais. It's called Afterlife. Atheist. It Yes, Prominent Atheist. It is really, 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 I can't say enough really. It's really, really good. It's quick. It's six episodes for the first season. There is going to be a second season I saw that's coming out, I believe, next year, 2020. Oh, the atheists can't do 12 like everyone else? No, no. Six, six Only episodes. Only half the amount of yeah. apostles? And they're like 30 to 40 minutes long each. They're, they're, pretty, yeah, they're you can rip through the, But it's... Netflix, I, you said? Netflix, and I don't, want to, I don't want to give it away, but it will... It'll make you want to cry. It'll make you... You will laugh out loud. It, it is hysterically funny. Uh, it has a really good humanist message in it. Uh, the the character that Jeff, yes, so where are we getting our morals? Yeah, trying to reel no, Jeff in. Actually, right there. one of the conversations yeah. we had earlier in the podcast, 
was a part that he talked in the very last, I don't want to give away, but in, in the very last episode, the sixth episode, one of his co-workers says, you're an atheist, so what stops you from raping and killing people? And he had a really good answer for him. And Excellent. it was, I, I rape and kill all I want to, which is none. Because I'm not an asshole, you know, was basically it. But it's it's a really it's a really really good show. He it's uh, it's about a guy whose wife has recently died. He doesn't believe in the afterlife, and is somewhat suicidal, and and, and would so rather go ahead and end it all. And and because he f- he doesn't believe in soulmates, but he found somebody that he's not going to find anybody as good as. So what's the use in even you know carrying on and being this? Miserable, and his dog. But, the, but yeah, his dog saves him because if it wasn't for the fact that he had to walk his dog and feed his dog, he probably would have offed himself by now. Okay, you're you giving know. away too yeah. much. But now. It's, I want to watch it. There's a bunch. <laughs> there's a bunch of different story arcs throughout it. You know, he, he meets the woman whose husband is buried. You just I'm not going to talk not, about the whole freaking thing. thing. This is just, just the, there's uh, a there's a bunch of really good characters in it, and over even over this the short six episodes, it has a a lot of really nice story arcs that go to it. And so like much said, better than God friended me. Everything is better. <laughs> have you than watched God any more of that one? No. Or? And what was the other one they have out with? Um, um, God trolled me. No, 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 no. The one with uh, the guy from Harry Potter. And oh, that one. Oh, the. Um, I haven't watched any more of that yet. That, that's done. It's it's finished. It was filmed here and in, in that was one of my recommendations. Miracle worker. Miracle workers. Yes. Yeah. From, have from you watched any more of that? Then it's or? over. It's done. Yeah, but have you watched them all? Yes, I, I finished it. And what what did you think? I'm not going to give it away. I'll well, tell I'm, you off mic. Okay. Watch the damn show. It's good. Listen right. to our podcast. It's, oh, I've been. I've watched a few. About of it. No, listen to your podcast. I'm, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, and so I'm not a big Radcliffe fan. Right. I mean, he, he was good, but I've, I've always been a big fan of Bashimi's. Yes, yes. Who, very, very good. Actor. Who listens to our podcast less? My wife or Jeff? That's a competitive. That's, <laughs> that's a competitive category. You, you give your wife four page uh, summaries <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> I, right, I have like a, to hear my voice. I have that's a more. Funny. I have a. I have a. More of a downer. Um, oh, Ending on this. Hey, yeah, hey well, go figure. Hey, I know my role. <laughs> um, it's a book. It's called Say Nothing, Murder, Memory, and a Masterful History of the Troubles. It's a really great history of the troubles um, in Northern Ireland. Oh. Mm. So, mm. Yeah, big time religious angle. So yes. Oh, if, you yeah, don't, if yeah, you're yeah. interested in it yeah. and you don't know much about it, this book it is a it is tremendous book, and as I was called, always kind of I was interested. Most always been interested in it. Didn't have, you know, didn't have a side, right. even though it was Catholic versus Protestant. Yeah, you know, it was you know not Irish. It didn't like nothing but you know, very, you know, bombings. Yeah, you know, yeah. extra Horrible. judicial killings, yeah. um, and it starts. Where the IRA basically comes up and takes a 38-year-old woman, that's how the book starts, out of her apartment. Um, She has 10 kids, and she's a widow. And basically, these guys show up and say, your mom will be back in a a few hours, and mom never comes back. And he basically weaves the entire, you know, history of trouble, recent history in Northern Ireland into these into this book starting with this story it's 
fascinating. It's a, it's a great book. It is not the feel-good book yeah, of, of the year. Bedtime no. story. But kind of nope. It's, it's not the, nope. Hit, the hit of the Christmas season. But, there, you know, you see, you know, you talk about tribal. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. you know. There was a there was a not too recent but fairly recent um, John Oliver episode where he talked uh, another one of his Brexit episodes. He's done a number of them, but this one he talked about how as soon as there's as there's Brexit, you're going to have checkpoints between Northern Ireland and Ireland, which they haven't had in a long time. Yeah, right. And as soon as you have guards. And gates and checkpoints, but guns. People yeah, are going to start shooting at guards and gates, again. and yep. it's a lot of a lot of the deescalation or deescalation. I guess is the word I'm trying to say. The deescalation between the Protestants and the Catholics on that border is there isn't a controlled border as much with with Brexit. With, I mean, with with the, the EU. EU. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as you as, as soon as one side leaves and the other side's in. You've got to have those checkpoints there. When there's not free flow of people right. across a border, there has to be some sort of government agency running it. So you should you, know? you should pick you should pick this. Very if you're interested in the topic, you should read this book. And the other recommendation, based on what you just said, was and another another like big time downer. The John Oliver piece from last week where he talked about uh, mobile homes. Yes. Oh my oh, God, that I was manufactured homes. For, uh, and, but yeah. again, rich people, fucking poor people, on the poor people, yeah. yep. awful. I mean, essential. But I started to watch it, and yeah. and I turned it on, and Kelly's like, "Oh, you're not going to like this." <laughs> yeah. She goes, "This is a, this is a terrible story." So of course uh, I watched it, and she was hundred percent right. I've been saying for for a while now that that John Oliver last week tonight. Is the best thirty minutes oh, he does per week such on television. A good deep that dive is on stuff. Yeah. W- that is my favorite show on TV right now, Barna. Yep. So we'll end uh, end it on a positive note. Oh, then, positive. All the, the, then all the downers. And all right. thank you, all listeners, for sitting through last <laughs> last episode. <laughs> we still had a oh, lot. We of fun. Absolutely, we're, we're assuming lot, they did. We had a lot of fun doing it. We, we did. <laughs> I, sh- I should put together a reel of outtakes. And throw up because some of them oh, were pretty. Save me, Jesus! If, if you like the the Easter egg at the very end, uh, past the music, then you, you what's that? See, you don't listen to your own show, uh, Jeff. Yeah. Now, would, now, now, now. And I would like to us. give, uh, and there's a reason behind this. I'm not. We're not going to get too deep into it, but I would like to give a shout out to Ashley, Bob, and three uh, free thinker. 215. Not 215. 215. 215. <laughs> we, got, we got an email yeah, from, from one of our patrons who explained to us that it's uh, that we mispronounced or misstated his name. We have at continu- least three times. Continually. Yeah. So, so he's you know why? You're, 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 you're digging in. You, you know why, though? Why I do? Because I hate Philadelphia teams <laughs> with a flaming passion. <laughs> Cannot. Cannot stand. Uh, not them. a fan of the Flyers, so, the, the Eagles, oh my the 76ers, oh, nope. or the Phillies. No, hmm. no. I can't I, say that I'm a fan of either. Not, not a huge, not a huge no. Eagles fan. Um, There's a story in here. Big somewhere. time, not a Flyers fan. Oh yeah. Oh, not, not a Flyers fan. As, as a Red Wings fan, I, I can see that. Nope, not. Mm. Nope, no good. We, we may have, we may have lost a patron. I, yeah, we may. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize, but it was an extremely. Extremely funny email. 
that yeah. we're not going to read because we're not going to we're not going <laughs> to lower ourselves to the payment for reading that email out on air. But we we do appreciate them uh, reaching out to us. And if you would like to do the same, uh, you can reach out to us at godlessheathens at yahoo.com. That's our email. You can follow us on the Twitter, on the tweets. We tweet on the Twitter. I saw you trolled Franklin Graham here recently. It just reminded me. I did? I Well, I, I'm i on uh, Franklin Graham trolling Lint, and I didn't troll him. Oh, and he, well, do, and well, he over here doesn't have the uh, password. Yep. So I'm assuming either you trolled Franklin Graham I'm on carrying, my behalf. I'm carrying the torch for you. Or somebody <laughs> had Gary at our Twitter. Oh, well, that's uh, definitely that's, what hey, it was. Some, you know, we, we had an intern who You're was handling our, our Twitter. And and yeah, they 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 kind of you know got a little gung ho there. But yeah, you can follow us on the Twitter at at Godless Podcast. Still amazed that we were able to get that. That's what they gave us. We didn't even ask for that. True. We we just signed up for Twitter. They said, "Hey, would you like this?" But nobody has that already. Absolutely, We'd we are the that. Godless yes. Podcast. And also uh, our Facebook, our closed, hidden, and private discussion group. Just do a search for the uh, Godless Heathens podcast. Or if you send me a friend request, you automatically get added. <laughs> Bonus. Yeah. So give us a five-star rating. Listen to us how, we're, however you listen to your podcast, iTunes, Podbean. We're on YouTube without the racist comments. And you, of course, <laughs> can listen to us on the best podcatcher app on the planet, even though 215 doesn't think so. He called it overcrap. Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> or overrated. Yeah. I like it. It's overcast. So we also, as always, have an open invitation to AOC, Andy, Andy Stanley, or Jesus. So, or, so if you uh, don't like to hear, you don't like to hear your voice on the podcast. You shouldn't talk like that. I should yeah. talk like that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Talk, you should talk like in your normal voice. And you I have would, no you could, I don't know. You he can't look. say the name Andy Stanley without turning into that. Floyd the Barber <laughs> right from Andy Griffin. <laughs> Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Are you a Gideon? Yeah. Do you spend a lot of time on the road? I don't. But are you lonely? We should well, have some depressed? Gideon guys invited in here too. Then. Oh God. Oh. Mm. So, yeah. Tell us about that. Okay. So we'd love to have you come sit in with us. So hit us up. That's it. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Time. Thanks. Take care.